Welcome, everyone, to the X Factor Files podcast. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip. Wow, we're back with X Factor issues. We are. It's been a whole month since our new season began. That's wild. I know. A lot of gear shifting. But I feel it's in a good way. Yeah, it's fun. Yes, it keeps it fresh. And it's like monthly issues that we're going to. Oh, for yeah. some of the stuff like we're visiting some of our friends once a month that part is really fun yeah it, but like friends in the comics too i mean rule of three yes our actual friends but like oh, i thought that's what you meant <laughs> no but like friends in the comic book sense uh and now we're back at sort of the beginning with x-factor investigations yeah not counting our first season people don't subject yourself no. real time stuff is good but <laughs> um Oh, Buffett. Oh, Buffett. Shout out to everyone who covers anything current. Like, for real, I cannot. And then you do content when it's coming out, and then you're sort of stuck in limbo. Yeah. But not limbo with magic. No. Like, unfun limbo. (laughs) Like, I'll guess, like, um, I have been asked by House of X to come on to do an episode for um x-men 97 that's fun i can do that if i'm not organizing it like (laughs) give me one episode to watch one time and we can record the day it comes out great but us covering a lackluster and substandard star wars disney plus series (laughs) that didn't work out no um, we're recording this on Sunday. This comes out in a few days. And it's post-carbs, people, so... Oh, uh, and I don't know what it is about this weekend. Like, we didn't we didn't have much on the calendar, but I'm just... We did a recording previ- previously, and really, we did not do the heavy lifting on that episode. No. Wait for that. That's our rule of three coming out in three weeks or so. It's sure. Demanda. Demanda is wonderful. Demanda's all the things um she really she gave us an education on betsy braddock it was so cool i mean yes am i still confused yes but do i know a whole lot more than i used to also yes i need to look up what the siege perilous like i think i need to rebrand what the siege perilous is called in my head so it makes sense to me because siege perilous sounds like you in danger girl like you're gonna die and from what demanda described it as it's not that there's it's no sieging the card there's no sieging and it's not quite perilous but it can be perilous i thought in the latest go around with um knights of x it was some sort of like there's a cost to using it right but then they lost it and that's what they were questing for in knights of x was to find it again i cannot wait for people to message our show account to like and be like how dare you no no like we have really great people who are like hey this is what this means oh so shout out to like everyone who drops knowledge in a very kind way (laughs) um like we cover a whole lot of stuff we know a whole lot of stuff um but there's so much in comics that we don't know and i'm okay admitting that and the siege perilous like those words don't necessarily go together right i think i need to call it like the bad vibes portal or like i don't know the mirror darkly yeah like uh, you can't always get what you want it's like the rolling stones portal but if you try sometimes you might find you get what you need but then it's gonna fuck you over 
that's what the siege perilous is uh-huh. um so uh bun bun updates you may hear in the background asta is having salad it, yes it, it's salad time on her mat yes she has a salad mat you're so much better about like exactly on time with salad and always in the same spot yes i'm like oh buns you're over on that side would you like it there no. oh buns it's on your snuffle mat no. oh buns it's in your house well uh, they're all three having salad right now they are and after this nick gets oh. his lubricant drop oh oh i thought she was she almost laid down sometimes she gets a little tired during salad time what yeah like she has to stretch her tummy out and rest a little oh, yeah yeah a tum-tum stretch is needed, which is probably why I should not be sitting like I am. Oh, yeah. Posture. Uh, Nick is on the mend. His eye is mostly dry. Yeah. And there's boop af- after. after right now, uh, Nick the Bun Bun, we had to take him into the emergency vet. Um, I, he sat on my back as I was finishing reading Excalibur, the Cross Time Caper. Yeah. And he, he climbed up by my shoulders and sniff, sniff, sniffed my ear. Um, it was adorable. So that was over a week ago now. So he's on medicine. He goes in for a checkup to make sure that his cornea doesn't have an ulcer on it anymore. Yeah. Shout out to that medicine we dosed him with exactly twice before I called the vet and I'm like, it doesn't look right. Yeah. He was squinting. He was like. It was noticeable it was pain. And yeah. and uh, bunnies don't show pain. So like at that level where it's like things off with a bunny, like it's real off. Yeah. Um, it's not like a dog that can whimper. Um, right. So anyway, he's getting better yes. um, with his five eye drops per day. One of them is a lubricant, and it's thick. Yeah, it's like it. It straight up is like a, a gel. Yeah, and it goes on his eye. And the poor guy had like I keep him in there. And I'm like, blink it in a couple times, buddy. Please don't yeah. let it all run out. That's when I then try to like fluff or decrustify some of the fur around mm-hmm. his eye to get him to blink. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Nick the Bun Bun has a little chronic tearing condition from now on because of some scar tissue and an eye duct. A nasal lacrimal duct. Yeah. So there was a di- not a diagram, a model. Yeah. At the vet appointment. A clear acrylic skull. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. We did a little paint and sip. We did. It was Yesterday, it was for our local fundraiser. I don't know, if, I don't know what podcast client show it but there's a donate thing that i set up through our rss feed so if the client shows like spotify says you can donate money it, our donate link goes to the minnesota companion rabbit society which is where we got nick and nora and where they go for all three of them go for nail trims and the nail trim person was on the other side of the table yeah next to my mom she was very nice and her rabbit herschel is 15 pounds of adorable yeah he's like a light caramel color mm. and a Flemish giant and they're just so big yes and they're just so cute um I have to figure out where I'm hanging that that big canvas it was a lot of fun yeah I've never done anything like that and it was at Sociable Cider Works in Minneapolis yeah in Northeast it was delicious yes oh so 
X Factor, we are doing six issues, people. So we're doing story arcs, as we said last month. Yes. This is a story arc plus one. So it goes from 220 to 224, and then separately, 224.1. And the point one issues were a way that Marvel, around this time, were injecting extra stories into their ongoing series. So they're they're one-shot stories. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, just like... Uh, to give maybe new readers a jumping on point or just a little self-encapsulated bottle story to enjoy. So uh, the main story arc is all about pregnant rain. It's true. Um, we And there are several artists throughout these five books um, for the rain arc. Yes, we start with Paul Davidson. Then we go to... Dennis Calero. And then for a few, we get uh, Lubachino and Guillermo Ortega as the inker. And for 24.1, we end up with Valentine Delandro as penciler, Pat Davison as inker. And it changes. I had different feelings on some of the art. Yeah. Throughout. Um, but I don't know. The this been sort of a range. Yeah, and I feel there are some artists that will sub in and we see like Dennis Calero started off the series and then he moved on. And now he's back for one issue. So the artwork really varies on the characterizations, I think. There obviously was a style guide but it's up to interpretation by the artists. Yeah. And some of them like will look good. And then there's one panel. It's just like, Oh no. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that. So previously on rain Sinclair, AKA Wolfsbane was one of the original members of X factor investigations. But for a time, she left the group and joined with Wolverine's secret black ops team X force. She's managed to block most of what she did as a part of the team from her memory. But one thing she does recall is conceiving a child with Asgardian wolf god Himrari. When she returned to X-Factor pregnant, she found her former lover Richter was now in a homosexual relationship. Which, reading that, is just <laughs> very strange. Yeah. Did you know that we're in a homosexual relationship? <laughs> we are! <laughs> uh, with teammate Shatterstar, being devoutly religious, Rain had a problem with this. And then we got that fun scene... Where she and Shatterstar end up fighting out a window when Shatterstar and Victor were about to get it on. Yes. So, we open with a mass, as you do. They're in a church, and this person that we can't see walks in. And <laughs> it's all about, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And... The priest is like, oh, no, it's reverend, but you're also interrupting. We're in the middle of service. And this weird voice says, right, of course, reverend, not father. You, I meant to say you. You have sinned. And it turns out to be a gigantic tentacle monster. No, oh, no. And it's a very, like, fun horror panel. You can see the outside of the building and the main door and people running towards it. And it just slams shut before it can get there. Mm. And you know something bad is happening. 
And then we get Rain exiting X-Factor HQ. And she's just off to walk in the rain. Get some air. She's, I like how she ends a page of panels with, oh my god, and when you flip it over, it's Shatterstar doing his best Gene Kelly impression. <laughs> it is. Shatterstar is so fun. Yes. Uh, he's singing and dancing in the rain. Uh, I enjoyed the stylized unreality and the fluidity of the dances. <laughs> Richard didn't want to watch musicals. He said he didn't want to start uh, because that was a stereotype. <laughs> Do you know what he was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a great Shatterstar and Longshot are great for fun asides mm -hmm. and like funny little jokes to be sprinkled in. So they start to walk in. Uh, and um, it's like the Shatterstar and Rain little road show. It is. And they have a good talk, which is really nice. Um, she's like, where are you going? And he says, with you. And they need some to talk about Richter and sort of clear the air then. <laughs> There's a also fun aside of Rain saying, well, I hope you're not going to pee on him. Like, mark him as yours. Oh. And Shatterstar says, huh, that's just what Monet said. Do you think I should? And Rain says, please don't. <laughs> that's not actually a thing I was serious about. Yeah. And they are strolling through. Rain has a moment where Shatterstar gives him his umbrella to a homeless person. Oh, that's nice. And it sort of takes Rain aback, like mm -hmm. where she had in her life that she doesn't even notice people anymore mm -hmm. on the street in need. And just the that act of kindness makes an impression on her. Mm -hmm. So um, they end up walking past that church and Rain can sense that something's wrong. Like everything is silent. Um, there's no sounds. Shatterstar has his handy swords up his sleeves. As he, as he is wont to do. He's very well prepared. Yes. So, uh, Rain starts off with, this child makes me invulnerable. We'll make a plan. And she can't wait for the plan. Mm. She just goes in. And there's a small child there. And it turns out to be a younger version of her. Oh, uh, which is super creepy for her, as evidenced by all the bodies and yeah, tiny blood. Yeah, there it's death. Death and destruction. And like sort of very creepy doll. Like in this panel, the head is as way big too as big. the entire torso. Like a Bratz doll. <laughs> like sugar and spice. Oh RuPaul's oh. drag race. Start your engines. We have not made it through that season. We're working on it. I restarted You're working it. on it. Yes, I'm working on it. You... I might have given up on it. Yeah. And so, dialogue between the two. Rain is trying to say, like, it's not about me. You're a monster. All these people. And this small child version of her is saying, I saved all these people. They were all sinners, headed for damnation. I devoured their misdeeds. And sent them to onto their reward purified. And this creepy little girl goes on to make a whole offer to Rain of give me your child, I will cleanse, absorb all of the sins off of you. 
<laughs> and Rain says, go to hell. And the small child is like, oh, honey, where do you think I came from? Oh. And it's a very... It's a big demon. It's a demon. There's green glowing eyes. There's leathery wings. There's gigantic claws. She's towering. Uh, it's, it's a sin eater. Okay. Sure. Which you think would work in her favor to not kill people of like, I'll take just a little nibble and then I'll keep coming back for more. <laughs> Very Mae West of you. Yes. So uh, Rain is in her wolf form and... Looks real good in her wolf form. And battle ensues because she is indestructible in yes. her wolf form. And she is not giving up this kid to... A sin eater. Yes. And so Shadowstar does his thing. There's some banter. He hamstrings it. And is about to get his... I don't know. It's this weird panel. The Sin Eater's grabbing onto Shatterstar, and these tentacles start coming out of its eyes. It's so creepy. And forcing their way into his mouth? Ew. I mean, I'm sure there's some porn about this. It is. Oh, those tentacles are not the sort of <laughs> tentacles you want to see in a porn. <laughs> so, luckily, I don't know. Perhaps to Wolfsbane for biting through them. Oh. Like there's slime. Uh, eye tentacles. Girl, there's slime. It's <laughs> slimy eye tentacles. Ugh. And it's in your mouth now. Oh no. I wonder like, is it oily? Can you rinse it out? I think icor is the word that you would use for this, although I've maybe not, because I'm used to seeing that word with like insectoid oh. dragony fluids. But there's fluids. Ugh. And when you know it's not good. Yeah. So they eventually get the stabby stab on it, and it's like, it basically shrugs it off. Kicks Shatterstar to the other side of the church. You think this is anything except the opening salvo? When you see what's coming for you, you realize how generous I was. Generous. 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 <laughs> and the, the Sin Eater flies off, and it's... Feral. Feral, just... Crouching in a window saying, so what, hello. Let's talk about who you confuse Feral with. Tigra. But I know it's Feral because her hair is so big and it comes to those right angles. So it sort of looks like an F. And she sort of, oh, hello, Asta, Asta. Um, oh, hello. Oh, I'm going to delete the whole episode again. <laughs> Please don't. Um, She has joined us by the microphone and the comics. Is she going to eat something? Oh, boop, boop. Please read um, the cord. Hello. You can't hear her, but she did touch the microphone, everyone. Um, she wanted to contribute and say that tentacles are gross and that she does not look like Feral. No. Um, but uh, also Wolfsbane sort of looked like Feral at times in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I think they gave her like Wolf Mane. Yeah. Thing. They made it too voluminous. Yeah. She's not Nick. It's true. Nick is so much fluff. All right, so that is the first one. We have ads for Green Lantern in, like, all of these issues. It's the Got Milk with Ryan Reynolds. With white stuff on his lip, and I'm not minding it. I mean, so milk and air quotes. Um, because of these ads, did I find a used copy of that Blu-ray on Amazon earlier today? The Green Lantern with him? Yes. Oh, I don't think I've seen that since it was in the theater. I've never seen it. 
Oh. We're good. Fine. Yeah. Um. So we were going to, in this episode, also provide a little review of Madame Web. <laughs> we were going to go, but then things got away from us. And then throughout the weekend, like people that we actually know and trust were like, it is terrible. It's like, it's a bad movie. Um, Not just like it's a piss poor superhero movie. It is just a bad movie. And it's not even... I don't think I knew the person. Do I know the person on Twitter who was like, it's so bad. I loved every minute of it. I might not have. I look forward to other reviews coming out. I know that Homo Superior is going to put a review out. They'll put some depth to it. I am probably. All, all inches. <laughs> I'm going to wait until it comes out on streaming, which I feel with as badly as this movie is going to perform. Sony is going to put this out for like in-home theater rental within like three weeks like it is going to be available on amazon to rent for 20 bucks there was something else that we were waiting until it was came out on streaming i don't recall what that is Me neither. I, i'm sure there is but um we were going to and i'm like uh i don't know like that's two hours of our time i mean we ate we recorded with demanda we mm. made some chocolate mousse that i'm very excited for from scratch. Your parents swung up to give some guidance on pruning some trees. Yes, my dad loves to prune things. And the buns love it when we prune the apple trees because they get big branches. So uh, by all that, then we uh, sat down for like two seconds and then we ate supper. Yes, to an episode of uh, to the season three premiere of Abbott Elementary. And now we're here. So uh, like we would have been at Madam Web right like, now, but... Yeah, I can't imagine wearing hard pants. No. There's no one in that theater, by the way, up by me. I'm sure there is no one at that showing. Maybe like five people who just strolled in. Maybe. I don't think other people will buy tickets in advance like you do. I know. But still, like, a Sunday night, yeah, small-town theater. I mean, I just wanted to do this and eat a gigantic bowl of chocolate. And then fall asleep. And, well, or maybe we can make some popcorn. Maybe. With a bunch of melted butter. Yes. We'll see how hungry we are after the chocolate mousse. Issue 221. Can... The, the chocolate. Yeah, that's after this. I know. Okay, so we get Feral. Yes. She... And we're like, how is this Feral? Because apparently she's dead. I didn't know she was dead. I didn't know she was at Dylan. And you love Feral. Dylan. Dil no, you love Tigra. Yes, I love Tigra. Dylan loves Feral. Oh. Yes. So Dylan knew that she was dead at this time, but Dylan's not here to let us know that. So we're muddling our way through, being like, Feral, oh yeah, she's totally alive. And it, Rain corrects us. Yeah. And it's like, um, I thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have that child, Sinclair. I even if I had to rip it from your cold, dead body. And she leaped through, and it's one of those, like, girl, you didn't know you were dead and a ghost, and you can't actually touch things? No. So there's a bunch of um, going through people. It's fine. It's ghost stuff. Yes. <laughs> and Shadowstar is fun. Um. I was like, how am I supposed to kill you if I can't touch you? 
And Jasper's like, oh, it's a bit of a puzzler, I admit. But you know what could work? I mean, it's like, shut up. Do not give him I give her no, ideas. What? No pointers. Yes. <laughs> and then Farrell takes in her surroundings and is like, speaking of bloody, what did you do? <laughs> like, it's not us. Not yeah. us. We came to fix it. Um, we get a people come and go so quickly here, and I don't know what that's a reference to. The Wizard of Oz. Oh. It's Dorothy. I knew it when from... Glinda goes off in oh, the bubble. her bubble. Oh, and I she watched it. And she's like, people come and go so quickly here. Oh, I know it from Angels in America. You should know it from The Wizard of Oz when that bitch was reciting 40% of the movie right next to you. Yeah. The entire time. Which... Why? I feel like that's up there with clapping at the end of a movie. Like, just don't. I would take clapping over someone saying lines from a movie, a movie the entire way through. That you're trying to enjoy. Ugh. Um. So, Pearl goes off in a blaze of light. Uh, Rain finds a coat because her clothes are somewhere. Yeah. And she's like, I can either go back naked or as a wolf. Yeah. And I'd rather not do either of those. And she puts a coat on, and she's like, you could have at least turned around <laughs> anything. Shatterstar doesn't care. Shatterstar does not. He's never seen a naked pregnant woman before, and it he finds it beautiful. So Rain sighs, like, opens her coat. <laughs> it's like, knock yourself out. And the whole panel is him just staring, and he's like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> like, it's peculiar. It's just maybe the second time, like with Richter and Monet, mm. and now Shatterstar, like people taking advantage of, the, of other people's nudity. Oh, it seems to be a thing. Well, at least she consented. Yes. Uh, so the ghost of Feral keeps popping up. <laughs> the ghost of Feral passed. Yes. And Rain is just like, will you stop that? <laughs> and. Farrell really reveals that she is a locator. I'm like a big cat-like GPS. And it turns out there's like a whole big race for all these other supernatural things to get the baby out of rain. We don't know why. It's a contest. Yes. It's like it's a mad, 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 mad world, except there's no treasure. It's a wolf baby. Is that the one with Mr. Bean? No. It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World is from 1964. Oh. You watched part of it and fell asleep. I do that to so many movies. You do. I... It has Ethel Merman as oh. like a terrible mother-in-law. It's very fun. Oh, that is fun. Yes. It's not the amazing race I'm thinking of, but it's something like that from the 90s with Mr. Bean. I don't... And maybe Whoopi Goldberg? In I don't it? need Mr. Bean. Oh. Well, the actor, not the actor. Oh. And so Farrell is having these moments. <laughs> I'm doing my job. And if I do it well, they promise to make me a real girl. And Raina's like, who is they? And Farrell just points. I'm like, well, him for one. And it is a gigantic green wolf. It is Kusith. Although that has not been revealed. Oh, well, we'll get back to that scene. We're back at headquarters. And Richter is pestering Madrox. And he's like, have you seen Shatterstar? And for some reason, Madrox is like, you mean like naked? 
And um yeah. I don't know what else to say about this panel. Okay. It's fine. There's some banter yep. going through. Um they are trying to go through. We see some pip. And they're all like, you need to do something about Layla. She's drawing on the windows and she's doing all these symbols. And she took all the salt out of the kitchen. She knows something. It's her job. She knows stuff. Yes. And she is well prepared. Yes. So Husith is after Rain and Shatterstar, Gigantic Green Wolf. Shatterstar makes with a ha and a kick and a stabby stab in the face. Is with a very with three exclamation points. Hmm. Shatterstar, a little bit unhinged. Yeah, yeah, he is. But That's what Mojo World does to you. And eventually the pool, like the disembodied head, starts growing stuff out. The body starts sucking all the blood back in again. And all of a sudden there's two Kusith. It is not a great day. No. Uh so there's a weird glow, and I think it's from Kusith making the new bodies. I had thought that it might have been Shadowstar teleporting, which would have oh. been smart. Smart at this point, yeah. To go back. And there's some text bubbles that fit really well of uh Layla, you uh you want to tell us what's going on? And we get the exposition. Uh, salt is one of the three elements of alchemy, the other two being mercury and sulfur, and we don't have those, so it's salt. And these are wards. Uh, Richter goes forth and gets the assignment to copy them exactly on all the other windows of the headquarters. <laughs> and he's like, you want to tell me why? And she's like, because I said so, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> Richard just storms off like, no one tells me anything anymore. So Shazar and Rain steal a cab. Rude. Yeah. And Farrell shows up in the back seat. Unexpectedly. Like, poor Rain. Like, you just you just want to make an escape. And yeah. all of a sudden there's the ghost of your friend being like, huh, I'm trying to get all these wolves after you. Yeah. And it's just very strange. Uh, Shastar can't actually see Feral unless Feral wants to be seen. Mm. It's just us girls, Sinclair. You can be stay with me. I can sympathize. Hell, the things I did to my stepfather, my mother, were practically soulmates, you and I. Although I did stuff short of cannibalism. And... <laughs> and it, it's basically they're trying to bust their way back to headquarters. Yes. And keep getting interrupted. It's a cavalcade of people. So before it was Kusith, and now there's two Kusiths. Chasing them. Yes, because Sith always appear in two. Ah, uh, oh. I pay attention in Star Wars. And now there's a very creepy Bastet. Egyptian cat goddess. Like, there's a weird cowl thing happening. It's very strange. But... Perhaps having a prehensile tail because Shatterstar is about to leap on her and she just chokes him. No. Um, also very long. Like so what the car. So what the taxi has come to a stop. Oh, yes. So it's no longer a chase. They have to give battle. 
Yes. And then all of a sudden there are these two Okami Kashai. Uh, two demons who are like, no, she's ours, you stupid Egyptian cat, and punch her in the face. And then Kusith appears and eats one of the Japanese demons. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Pharaoh's like, sometimes they lose focus on what's important. Ooh, string. <laughs> That's a panel. It's great. Um, And Rain and Chess are like, while well, I distracted, let's go. And we find out that Pip is a big phony. Like, you better get over here, boss, and hurry, because i got a feeling there's a lot of interest in the package. And you don't cite the package unless you're being a bad guy. Mm. So, yes, that is the big reveal at the end of that issue. 222. 222. We are flying through this. We are, because there's still a battle happening. There is, but it's not what we open to. We open to the hospital, and Monet is trying to get Strong Guy from the hospital. Yes, because he is freshly alive. <laughs> Very fresh. Um, uh, they're so, like, we have to wheel you out in a wheelchair, but he breaks it. He does, and they're like, oh, we'll get a gurney. Um, but he's also very fresh because he kisses Monet without consent. Oh. PSA, people. Consent is sexy. Yes. Don't do what Strong Guy is doing. And this is the first time we're seeing them in this story arc. It's true. It, there's been a big focus on Rain and Shatterstar with a sprinkling of the team. Right. There's some. There's a drama that they had to work through. And then there's Layla doing Layla things back at headquarters and confusing the boys, which is yeah. a very Layla thing to do. And you can see that it's very... It, the focus is on story. It's plot-driven. It's not character-driven. And I feel that... Earlier in this series, there were more character-driven things. Like, we would go off and see Mad Rocks for a while, for an issue or two. And that's it. Oh. Or Monet. And here, it's really the team. The team is all together. There is one plot, and we have to see how everything is being woven together. It's sort of like primary, secondary, tertiary characters. Or it's story, like, yeah. Because in this sense... Or levels, and because in this sense, Monet and Strong Guy are just wrapping up the strings from the Ballistique barbecue mm -hmm. um, story arc from previously. Right. So, back at headquarters, it looks like it's raining and windy. I don't know how the salt is not being dissolved. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's all on the inside of the door jams. Yeah. I mean, Layla would know how to properly she apply would. it. But she knows stuff. Oh, Asta's having some big feelings. She's tugging at her house, so if you hear some rattling... There's no reason why she should, though. Like, don't be concerned. She has free reign of almost the entire floor of this house, so... It's true. She can go into your room now, and I moved the fan, so there's not a corn for her to eat. Yeah. Um, but she's tugging at the house wall, even though the door is open. Yeah, she hopped in there specifically to do it, so... I love our buns, but around <laughs> yes. is an elusive concept for them. It is. So, so anyway. Headquarters uh, seems to be primed for something. Yes. Longshot has appeared, and he was in the very middle of a very erotic dream. <laughs> and also good comic relief. Uh, so Layla gives them the lowdown, which is also helpful for the beginning of an issue, too. Mm -hmm. 
Rain and Shadowstar are being chased by two Japanese demons, some mythical Irish dogs, an Egyptian lion goddess, and the ghost of Feral, all of whom want to use the infant for their own purposes after they devour the mother. And all Longshot has to add is, is Feral still hot? <laughs> for a dead girl, I mean. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm sure we were all thinking that. And Matrix is like, no, we really weren't. I So I haven't read a whole lot of X comics following this. Um, because this is after Utopia, I believe. Again, our listeners are going to tell us what's going on in X Comics while this is happening. I don't know. It was Utopia earlier when Cyclops showed up. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know if it's still Utopia. But since this series wrapped up in, like, after we finished this episode, we have, like, eight left. Eight episodes. So like I know it's sad. It is because it ends with 262, I believe. Um, I don't know if anyone has one used Shatterstar or Richter since then. I mean ugh. you have that mini series. Shatterstar has had two miniseries. There's an X-Force Shatterstar and then just plain old Shatterstar. And I think plain old is after this. I don't know Maybe if anyone old. has effectively used them like Peter David did. Beyond comic relief, but also their skill sets. Yes. I mean, the two Steves are, have Shatterstar in oh, right. I Infinity Comics. I haven't read X-Men Unlimited yet. But you've seen Shatterstar, right? He's very daddy. He's, yes. Ultra daddy. And so thirsty for the Philip, stars. Philip C.V. Um, I know you're not listening, but if you are, good work. <laughs> yes. Great work. We are fans. Yes. Um, uh, Layla has great timing. She's like, open the door now with a really dramatic hand motion. Mm -hmm. It's very dynamic. Also, uh, the, this is Lupacino and Ortego on the art. And I really like it. Oh, uh, Lupacino draws a very hot Richter. Yes. Richter. Oh, and Shatterstar. Yeah. But like the hair is working. The facial expressions are working. The motion in the panels. Yes, so dynamic. Yeah. So, um, Shatterstar and Rain get in. Layla gets the final line of salt on the door jam, and <laughs> Richter's like, "What the hell is going on? Shatterstar's hurt. Layla's redecorating with condiments while <laughs> babbling about demons. This is all." And the Kusith tries to get in, and stops at the salt line. Oh. <laughs> Richter down yells a long shot and many blades end up in the Kusith. And our four-fingered little friend, Longshot. What, what were we reading? And I feel like Longshot only had three. Or is it three? No, that Nightcrawler is three. Longshot, longshot has is four, four. But there is something else involving Longshot. That you were reading and he only had three? Yes. Okay. It's it might error. have been like an uncanny something from way back when. Oh. I don't know. I don't think it was an Excalibur. I don't know. You are, through our rule of three stuff and everything, you're reading more Claremont than ever. It's true. Um, And so we get some dude in the alley that says, that was a mistake. And Longshot's like, ha, that was... And Layla finishes, a mistake. And Longshot's, a mistake? Wait, what? Also fun moments. And... Layla's like, look, and Longshot's like, at what? And she's like, where I'm pointing. <laughs> like, I can just 
see or imagine how this would go in my head in live action and it's so good and it's like i don't understand the what the problem dot 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 oh well that's not good because now where there were just two kusith there are many kusith so it like splits off yes and we'd get some fun facial expressions like madrox closing the door as like a (laughs) don't want to go out there Richard and Longshot's faces are real good. We get um, a weird Madrox aside. Uh, as Richter goes storming off to go check on Chatterstar. And <laughs> Longshot's like, oh, he's in a mood. And Pip is there. A green dot that makes more of itself when you hit it. It's like a love child between you and She-Hulk to Madrox. <laughs> Miles is like, that's the sickest thing I've heard today. Although, on the other hand, sex with She-Hulk and Layla just hits him so hard in the back of the head, he makes a dupe. Yeah. So, uh, we get the dupe getting absorbed. We get all the things prowling all around headquarters. Bestats across the street up high. Kusith is in, at the front door. The Japanese demons are on the roof trying to get in. They're very sad that they cannot attack. Boiled by salt. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out like, oh, well, so, like, so do we go out and fight them? And Farrell does her thing through the wall. And it's like, I wouldn't. There's a fun Madrox. Holy shit. Uh, and madox is like how did she you put up wards and layla's like against mystic based threats mm. he's not a threat she's just an irritant <laughs> barrel bite me blondie long shot looking good like your hair <laughs> long shot thank you i like your spirit <laughs> uh so she she gives a little bit more context um so you're basically hoes you're talking to unkillable creatures that would eat wolverine for breakfast literally only another mythically based monster wouldn't stand a chance against them. So we get Rain tending to Shatterstar, and Richter storms in. He's having all sorts of feelings. He did not come to the same catharsis moment that Shatterstar and Rain did. Mm. So all this is layered with him being like, you breeze in, you breeze out, not caring who you hurt. And Shatterstar stands up for Rain. It's like, that's enough. And Rain is like, nope, it's fine. It's justified. He's right about everything. Uh, there's only so many times I can say, I'm sorry, because it's you Scottish and it's um, AH. Yeah. But it's not like a rogue, I'm sorry. It's the Scottish one. Yes. And Richard tries to apologize. Asian bent so hard, she grabs her hand and she slaps him hard across the face. And like, the art is good. You can sort of see like his face smushing with the force of it. Mm-hmm. And his expression in the background holding his face. But she says, don't you dare apologize to the likes of me. Stick to your principles or I'll kill you. I'll absolutely kill you. And <laughs> Shadowstar, I can see why you two were lovers. She has a great deal of fire. Plus she looks great naked. And Richard is like, sure. She oh, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's in. David is a really good way of keeping people off balance. Mm-hmm. So, back in the office, um, 
even Siren is there now. She's like, oh, that's a Kusith. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and there's also a dude in the alley. Uh, but they all run away. And Matter's like, maybe they're preparing an ambush. And it's because Strong Guy and Monet are trying to walk in. Oh, no. They are the ones that will get, to get ambushed. And they're trying to, like, sort out what happened before about the kiss. And Monet is like, we just need to get things settled and go back to business. <laughs> back to business as usual, like being attacked. And she's like, oh, shit, like, that moment has passed. We're already being attacked. Because mm. it's passed at. And Strong Guy just decks her. <laughs> She's like, you dare. I will cut you from crotch to sternum for that. And it's great because Mon- as Bastet is lunging, Monet just grabs her by the tail. <laughs> and just flings her into some of the other demons. So she's like, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like it. Siren makes the save for Monet because she's getting uh, piled on by all sorts of Ku Sith. And the Ku Sith are very sassy at Banshee. <laughs> do you think the Ku Sith will fall before your howl, child of the Emerald? We do not fear the shriek of the real Banshee. What hope has an imitator? Ooh. Rude. Yeah. Rude. Terry does not deserve that. She doesn't. And so Rain is like, this is my mess. I'll deal with it. None of them should pay for my transgressions. And as they're all looking at Rain, the dude in the alley comes out. It's another werewolf. So there's many wolves. Yeah, there are. And he just slashes some Kusis throats, bites Bastet's head almost off, throws her clear across the building. And you think he would be evil because his text box is white letters on a black background? Um, but he's like giving some context. They're dead for now, but it, they'll revive shortly. Come with me. I am. And he transforms back to a very hot human mm-hmm. named Jack Russell. And I first read that. I'm like, that can't be right. Yeah. And I don't know what else he's in. Is he the werewolf by night guy? Yes. Oh, well, there we go. Yes. I guessed correctly. People. You did. And that's the end of that issue. Good art, fun moments. The stakes are ever increasing. Yeah. So, like, those moments where Victor and the long shot are off balance and add it, like, it makes them pop a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a fan. Okay. The pack runs wild. Issue 223. 223. So off they go. Jack Russell and Rain. Sort of. Um, we open with this creepy little kid releasing three scary red-eyed monsters. They can't see what they are because they're in the dark. And he releases them with an ow at the moon. Um so back at headquarters, they're having a little bit of a conference. And Pip is like, I can't help you find Rain. I don't know where she went off with that guy. I am just, I can't. And so Richter tries to intimidate him. Fails. I feel like there's a Baldur Gate reference to make with like you roll and it's a critical yeah. fail. Yeah. Pip is nonplussed. 
And even when he's like, I'll reduce you to a pile of pulp if you don't start helping. And Monet is like, I will rip the information out of your head. And Pippa's like, I thought you didn't even like her. And she's like, I don't. (laughs) But I like being lied to even less, especially when it's being done badly. And so (laughs) it was like, okay, fine. You want the truth? She's bad news. When she first showed up, she was here for five minutes and defenestrated stutter step. Shatterstar. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Then she brought a mythical petting zoo down on us. And now she's gone. Good riddance. Says I. That's unfortunately, Terry has a critical success role. <laughs> she uses her little woo yep. sonic voice on Pip. And just like that. And we get a little panel of Mandrox being like, <laughs> the controlling voice of Terry is a real time saver. We get up. Yeah, we're back in a car. We're in a lot of vehicles during this arc. And um, it's Jack Russell and our friend Rain cruising along. Um, Lupacino drawing not only a hot Richter, but a very attractive Jack Russell. Um, it's a hot rod. You get the flames on the front. Um, so he's driving in style. And they're sort of discussing what's going on um Farrell shows up in the backseat again unannounced always um rain cannot shake her and um we still don't get any sort of context no which is and all we know and learn is that sabertooth is the one that killed Farrell. yeah that they were teammates I mean, not Sabretooth and Feral, yeah. but Rain. Um, we're back at headquarters, and um, they're working on possessions, like figuring out like what's going on and how to solve it. Um, because obviously it's something mystical. Like, do they need an exorcism? Yes. Yes. And uh, Layla is... Factoring into this factoring. Um, har har. Um, so Terry's trying to be the voice of reason, and I really like these panels. Um, because in her dialogue, she's like, and Guido was dead for a while, and now he's better, <laughs> and everything sort of falls into place for Madrox given what he knows of what Layla can do. So there's like a neat little flashback panel. Right after his very stricken face, mm-hmm. Lubacino and Ortego do a great job of capturing those facial expressions. Yeah. So there's the background of um, with Fitzroy when they're in the future and Layla reveals her power to Madrox. And he's like so stricken by this. He's like proving to be like, Madrox, pay attention. We're dealing with rain right now. Oh, hello, Asta. Oh, she's back to contributing to the podcast. Yes, she was trying to tear carpet through the floor of her house. <laughs> as as one does. As one does. Um, so, um, so Pip is then channeling things. He knows that Rain and Jack Russell are outside of Oneonta, New York. There's a SUNY 
There is. State University of New York. Uh, so it's in the forest. And Mandox is trying to pull it together, trying to get Richter to get Shatterstar and do a teleportation. Oof, words are hard after carbs. Yeah, they are. And so uh, we go back to the flashback and like they don't have souls, Jamie. No conscious, no morality. And there's a lot happening for Madrox here. But then he's like, go online, get photo references of Oneonta, New York, then rustle up Shatterstar. We're going after rain. So back in the car, um, they are <laughs> Jack Russell. Yum. Um, and Ray- Farrell's still in the back seat. I think Jack can see her now. Um, and then uh... she makes the reference to the fact that Cerberus is right behind them, like Cerberus, the three-headed dog from hell. Yep, just chasing after the car, keeping pace. I mean, it's what dogs do, right? Yeah, run after the cars. Except this one actually catches the car and tosses it. Yeah, and Farrell's like, now it's on. And I didn't expect the back of her head to be so round. Well, like she's looking like at the same angle as the point of view of the art. And for having such right angles, when you're looking at her straight on, like from this angle, her it's like she went under one of those big blow dryers at a salon. The higher the hair, the higher, the closer to God. Yes. So with a row, the car is thrown. And then all of a sudden there's this demon dude with a horned helmet. Uh, same sort of like cliche stuff. Yeah, so they're being chased by demons again. Yes. Jack Russell doing his best to keep them off of rain. And we find out that these folks are sent by Hades. Not hell. Hell is the province of the damnable Norse. And so much fighting. Rain is on foot, not in wolf form. And he's coming. The baby is coming. Oh, no. I should be helping Jack, but I can barely think, much less fight. And fight, there is uh, this gig- He grew. He just um. grabs Jack Russell. And before we can throw him, Monet just clocks him across the chin. Yeah. Monet. So they showed up. Yes. Strong Guy and Chatterstar are there to <laughs> confront him. And he just whacks them both with a hammer. So Monet goes to go check on Jack and it's, well, she doesn't know it's Jack. She thinks it's Rain, like a gigantic wolf thing. (laughs) It's like, Rain, come on. Oh, you're not Rain. Who are (laughs) what? I just love that Monet just can't be bothered to tell the difference. It's very like, call me, ta-ta. And she drives away and everyone realizes that no one actually has her phone number. Yes. And so this Greek dude comes back, about to um, lay waste to them. But then we get a Fenris wolf. Uh, You seek to take the son of Himhari. You dare threaten the child of one of my descendants. Not very clear if Fenris is great, good or not. I don't know. Um, We get a very... Good looking Shatterstar. Yeah. Um, and they're all sort of like having a conference back together and realize that Rain is not to be found. So Jamie makes a bunch of dupes trying to find her, and this creepy kid finds her. Oh my 
parents' cabin is just up the hill. And like helps her in. And there's a ee. Like a scream sound. And it's not great. Uh so that's how we open 224. Um we see Rain chained down in a basement. Over a sigil, yeah. enchanted chains, and the creepy kid with a knife. And it's just like, I this is to cut the cord. If there is a cord, the kid is like, who knows? I think it came from Zeus's head. I don't know how this baby is going to come out of you. Yeah, and he's like, talking about war coming. Between gods and whoever can control the child. Because the offspring of a mutant and a god is surely to be the most powerful. Mm. Um, so all these death gods are after the child to so that they can win. And Rain is in full labor. Yes, she is not a fan. Um, the rest of X-Factor is searching through the forest, trying to find where she went. Jack Russell comes out and they're like, ah! Yeah. But Monet has to be there to be like, no, don't actually throw your knives, Longshot. Yeah, it, uh, Jack Russell manages to dodge all of them. Yeah, so at least Longshot's luck is working. Yeah. Because I'm sure bad things would have happened to him if he actually did strike Jack Russell. Yeah. So they combine forces. Um, obviously, Jack Russell has a greater sense of smell. Um, but that doesn't matter because all these demons... We had a full-page spread of a demon fight. Yeah, double-page spread. All the demons doing demon stuff. They're fighting each other. They're fighting X-Factor. Shatterstar is having a great time. Um, back at headquarters, Layla and Pip are there. And, um... Uh, Layla's like, I know. And Pip is like, what? You can't, like, what? Yeah. And it's a very like, coded conversation between the two of them. Yes. But it's only one page because we cut back to the basement. Rain is about to give birth. Beryl is down there again. No. Not helping. I appreciate how not helpful she is. Um, And the baby is born through Rain's mouth. She, like, throws it up. Like a like, furball. Yeah, like, pukes out her baby. Oddly, this is only a half-page spread, but it sort of works. Yeah. Um, and then she sort of faints right away. The baby leaps up, um, kills creepy kid. <laughs> and what does Farrell have to say about that? Um, <laughs> she said, first blood, what a trip, huh? Oh, and uh, the shackles come unbound because the, the kid, kid is dead. dead. Yeah. Um, and she's horrified. She's like, you're no child of mine. Get away from me. Uh, the kid being Agamemnon, who apparently is not the Agamemnon of the Iliad, but Hela's Hela's half brother. So maybe like the Greek underworld. Who knows? Um, we got Banshee and Madrox. They find this cabin. They kick open the door. This wolf baby charges them, and Banshee shrees it away and <laughs> through the roof and the poor thing is like oh <laughs> all, all off in the distance and then uh, the battle that's commencing in this clearing um one of them is like he is born and then they go off chasing they're like he's mine it's very the keeper of the chronicles in wheel of time when the dragon is born and she's like he has arrived and she dies oh so uh, that's how the battle ends 
Um, yeah, they all just race off. Yeah. And there's the Greek dude talking to Shatterstar. And uh, Guido. And it's like, good fighting you. And they're like, yeah, you too. And Guido's like, uh, you need a lift or something? No, I'll be fine, thanks. Yeah. Um, Banshee goes down to the basement. There's blood everywhere in this yeah. basement. And she finds out like this thing that she just projected through the roof was the baby yes um oops yeah sorry so the baby is out feeding on something in the oh oh, it is oh it is a poor deer but then who shows up it's hella hella is like come with me child i'll help you she's making a lot of appearances in x factor she is do we know if peter david did thor he did not oh um interesting so she disappears with this wolf child sends out this blast to the charging people and there's a crater like all the other all the demonic energy is converging at once because she is like no you horde stay back yeah child is mine and they all just sort of like comically almost crash into her and that's when the blast comes up and and it, they're all gone like an x factor are the only ones left they're like did we win yeah uh rain is convinced that this child giving birth to a demon was her punishment yeah she's been judged by god is she like that's all she can repeat as they lead her out of the cabin yeah um so we thought that hella took the baby yes she didn't it's like jack russell finds it it's like those comics of a football thing when they all hop on the quarterback yeah. but the quarterback sneaks out through a hole in the back yeah the kid escaped and jack russell takes it because he's like maybe i can help him and Farrell's there and she's like yeah go right on believing that yeah and that's the end of the issue yeah so we have the baby now that's yeah. that's the arc the baby is finally born and all the demons want it. Yes. Last issue. Oof. I know. 224.1. It is a one shot where Madrox is going back to where he came from. Yes. Uh, he's being and Layla are being held at gunpoint in a barn. And it's basically we find out um, that they're got a call in the town that he grew up in. So it's like he and Layla took a side trip. Yes. The rest of X Factor are like working on the case, and he's like, I'm gonna dip out to my childhood home. Yeah. It's been abandoned. Like, I think he still owns it. He does. Um, but the woman and her kid are there, but there's no vehicles. So that's why he thought it was abandoned. Yes. They're basically squatting. And so it's one of those issues where there's a lot of exposition given by a main character trying to explain, like, yes, this is who we are, this is what we do. A lot of the team doing stuff um like surveying the creepy house yes um is all done with him narrating it to the mother and child of like yeah this is who we are this is what we do i've got this great team we're here investigating this creepy grandma who just stares out the window the entire Mm -hmm. time and doesn't even eat or go to the bathroom she's just there 24 7 yes Uh, there's a very creepy picture of her yes and is and she can possess people that's her thing she's glowing eyes yes um in the course of the discussion uh jamie makes a dupe 
um, because the kid is like, what do you do? And so he makes a dupe and he's like, yeah, it's just an exact copy. I don't know where the clothes come from. That, <laughs> that doesn't really come to play. Much. As Demanda says, don't worry about it. Yes, don't worry about it. Uh, and it's just like, exact copy? And he's like, mostly. And this dupe is like, move over. I will fix this soup. I saw what you were doing to it. <laughs> and I don't care if it was your mom's re- grandma's recipe. I'm going to save it from you. He's like, was mommy Lucrezia Borgia? <laughs> yeah. Now, okay then. Grab the tarragon and marjoram and let's get to work. So, it like I said when at the beginning, beginning of this episode the point one like this is a good jumping on issue because you're getting the background on what the team does yes you're seeing them in action with the narration um they're battling to some degree with this demon woman um who has taken over siren and so when they're going madrox goes through the team members uh there's a little blurb for shatterstar monet and strong guy and they're like that's a dumb name but it's a but it makes sense. Yes. And then Richter, that people always underestimate, and he just went up behind Banshee and covered her mouth. <laughs> um, you see the full extent of what this monster actually is. It's like this terrifying green blob with tons of tentacles. Tentacles are making an appearance again. They At are. least they're not going into any of Shatterstar's orifices. Yes. So. Um, so then we see that the dupe actually improved the soup, and she's like, I hate you. <laughs> I This is so good, but also I hate yeah. you. Yeah. Um, then uh, Madrox Prime reabsorbs the dupe. Um, it is very impressed. Yeah, and uh, um, the team finally goes there. They're like, where were you? And they're covered in, like, green slime. Like, yes. they finished the entire job. I mean, I mean, to be fair, the last we saw of them was them being, like, each of them being held at bay by green tentacles, yeah. but clearly they have one and are very gross. And they have the head. Yes, it's very Medusa. Um, so flashback to headquarters. They're all waiting their turns for the showers. Yeah. And sort of reflecting on like, oh, you know, that's your house. And Adrex is like, you know what? They're nice. Like I had my own like weird experience there because of the artificially created tornado and I ate canned goods out of the bomb shelter. So no one actually knew that I was there for so long. Yeah. And uh, then the last panel is the woman dead on the floor in the kitchen. The soup spilled on the wall says BB says you should have hid better. Which is something that Layla had said earlier in the issue. Very creepy. Yeah. Um, and they were like, why were you talking with that person for so long? And he's like, I left her my card because dot, dot, dot. And then on that death panel, you see, um, you never know what you could use X Factor. Mm-hmm. You could have used them to stay for like an extra hour. Yeah. So a fun little issue, fun one shot. Yes. And I feel like it does tie in as well. It does. This comes up again. So... Um, so yeah, that was a speed version of six issues. Yeah. Um, we had thoughts about art. And I feel like we summarized them quickly, or like it could be summarized quickly of like the rain is chased, she has her baby, Mandarx goes to his farm. Yes. Like 
Oh, we, they... we got to the point that we've been leading up to in previous arcs, like the baby is finally born. Yeah. And for like as short as that synopsis can be, Peter David does a good job of filling out the issues. So you're not stuck with like this meeting could have been an email. Right. Like it makes it feel like an actual issue that you actually care about. A lot of fun beats. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you think of the issues, everyone. Yeah. Get that good, good Shatterstar art. Yes. Um, and we will make sure to bring back X Factor next month. Yeah. Although you know who does do a good Shatterstar? Bob Quinn. Oh, Bob Quinn does. Yeah. That was a worthwhile commission from the Uncanny Experience. Yes. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Find us Instagram, X Factor Files Podcast, and we will catch you next time. Be well. Bye. Bye.